Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Into the West Mage Chronicle. This is Episode 9, Three Cloaks Haunting. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Occultus Anonymous. Sponsored by Roll20, The Onyx Path, and viewers like you. Thank you very much for your support and uh, ongoing help. And I legitimately close Patreon. Ah, uh, a special shout out to all our <laughs> patrons who support us monetarily. It means a lot to us and allows us to fix things like when my mic breaks. And I was able to this weekend just go get a new one. Thank you. <laughs> like, legitimately, thank you. Um, and uh, if it's you're kind of self serving, right? Hmm? <laughs> it's kind of self serving that they didn't have to hear helicopter pilot Drew anymore. Yes. Um, yeah, you're all welcome. Uh, but no, um, and if you are not able to support us monetarily, thank you for commenting, liking, subscribing, just hanging out in the chat. Come by Discord, get into dot space, hang out with us. If you're part of the community, we appreciate you. If you're being shy, it's totally cool. Just come hang by, hang out and just click a little reaction button now and then or like the thing. It's cool. We appreciate you just being here. Add the likes just put or a broom add the on views. Every one of Noctol's comments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a special shout out, like I said, to our patrons who support us monetarily. Thank you, Adele, Al, Alan Michael, Alexander, Ang Falleth, Bernie, Blood Angel, Brandon, Chris, Daniel, Doc the Undead, Delore, Emil, Funzo Suru Ali, George, Jack, Jenny, John, Josh, Julian, Catfeathers, CrazyMan1772, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Moonkeeper. <gasps> Uh, Neomagus, Nova, Other Michael, Parker, Perry, Puppeteer, Riafio, Ryan, Shaksara, Sinna, Terran, The Arcane, Thomas, Toast, Usuf, Sama, Vortex, Warrior Redacted, Woodsaum, and Zoltan. Thanks, guys. Uh, it means a lot, and it is so cool that you're here to join us. Um, also, a quick reminder, especially if you're coming over to this chronicle from the previous chronicle, Kanka is open to everybody. It is public. There are some things that I still have behind my my curtain, but as we move forward, I will draw the curtain back. Uh, but you guys can come in and hang out and see all the stuff, and uh, the Sleepwalker tier of patrons are able to add little notes and add comments and stuff like that as we progress forward. So, uh, yeah, if you're one of those tier or want to be one of those tier and leave notes like, this guy totally sucked or I think he's up to something, come on back. Um, we will see them, and as long as they're not inappropriate, I won't delete them. It's a Drew NPC, they're always up to something. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody has motives. Some of them are nice. That's why you gotta figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Which Friends reminds me... No one's yeah. Uh, speaking of figuring things out, when we last left off, uh, they threw they threw a... Uh, <laughs> They threw a wrench into my works and was like, hey, by the way, we have a couple of pieces of Arcana that are going to bypass a little bit of your stuff. Um, so when we last left, everybody was in this kind of telepathic waking dream linked mindscape. Um, and uh, Gisela and uh, Jean-Paul had basically realized, hey, between the two of us, we can actually like pull together a couple pages out of Mortimer Bethune's book and between the code that Gisela has translated and then uh, Jean-Paul saying, actually, this is this is something I can just understand now uh, with a little bit of magic. Um, like, let's let's try and 
decrypt some of what we have seen. Um, and if I remember correctly, Giza, uh, uh, you had basically mentally summoned a giant version of the book or something like that? Um, basically, we have one here to, to gotcha. look at. Yeah. Um, and so flipping through um, the first couple pages, um, other than, well, actually, starting right from the start is that very front page that has some kind of title and byline, but it's all uh, encoded. Um, and uh, we can we can start off there. Um, if uh, Ash, you would like to roll uh, Gisela's intelligence, plus uh, in this case, it would be technically computers, but uh, enigmas would be the, um, the mental stat. If you do not have uh, computers slash enigmas, then it's going to be like a minus three. Yeah, that puts into investigation. Uh-huh. Um. Hmm. No, I don't think that will necessarily work. Uh, but that said, um, we do have ways around that. Uh, yeah. The, I, I, if you're not going to roll, I will uh, go ahead and toss in that. You know, Gisela kind of looks at this and says, "The the code was explained to me, but it's still not clicking." Yeah. No, I would be at a negative one. When when Gisela says it's not clicking, Cloak, you know, in the dreamscape, says, with your permission, I might be able to improve your understanding. Sure. Don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> uh, and then Cloak says, honestly, I just have an intuitive expectation of what it means. I don't actually know. That's how magic is occurring to me at this point. Just kind of will it into existence, right? So, uh, Cloak wants to cast an um, improvised spell with the practice of perfecting Mm -hmm. to enhance her intellect. Heck yeah. This will be the. You can't teach me about indigenous. Yep. If you don't have any dots, I can't do anything about it. I don't have uh, mind four, oh, yeah, so I can't give you up. any dots. So, but I can boost your mental stats. Yeah. So this will be the equivalent of augment mind. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And it's just going to be standard approach. Uh, you so. will have to spend an additional reach because you're concentrating currently, or you have spell control over telepathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally fine with me. It's totally set up. Okay, sheets. Alrighty. Hmm. Character sheets sounds strange. All right, there we that go. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so um, I wanted to last long enough for her to I guess make this roll but if we're perusing it then perhaps Drew it might be more appropriate to make it last a scene what do you think? Yep. Okay cool so then uh, a reach for instant cast a reach for advanced duration and I'm going to reach for this being an additional spell so that's three reach and I have one free Yep. cool this is one we abide 
I'm not going to increase potency. We'll give you plus three because it's default potency. Let's do that. That should be. I mean, fill up your old two dice. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, let me think then. Hmm. And then you can willpower. It'll be plenty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that would okay, be safe. Cool. Perfect. So, Yantra bonus would be one there. And I can't remember if I was drawing on something else. Hmm. Before. I mean, can you just sort of use the Lumenthal connection we've all got? Oh, that's a good point. Look at the chart again. I think you have a couple possibles. Yeah. Hmm. Just trying to remember when I was. Con oh, I used concentration. That's why. That's where that two plus two came from when I was casting um, uh, the equivalent of incognito presence. Okay, so um, for Yantras, um, I'd like to invoke the Asson. Um, and then. Hmm, I guess in. Cloak's mind were all connected by telepathic or dreamlike chains. And that being uh, an important semiotic aspect of his magic. Perhaps could function as a path tool? Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. So then that'll be a plus two bonus from Yantras. Great. And um, we'll let that ride. So, um, the Asana is his dedicated tool, so this is going to be a chance die for Paradox. And he's going to be rolling six dice. Cool. <laughs> Oop. That's okay. Hmm. And roll your wisdom. Oh, wait, no. Chance die. Never mind. Yeah. Never matter. Can I try again? Uh, yes. Great. It adds one to the paradox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One real die. Yep. Roll uh, that. Actually, uh, Go ahead and roll, but this is actually one chance die. Oh, uh, right. it remains it, one chance die. No, uh, hmm. but I, I will mention, especially as uh, we have discovered the Asson as the dedicated magical tool, um, mm -hmm. and we have the flute as well, and you guys are starting to notice, hmm, okay, if I use these items, this seems less difficult. But then also here, casting this spell for some reason also doesn't seem to be generating. Oh, that's right. We're in the astral. But yeah, are you, are you just you're just interpreting that way that minus two? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's the ish here. I, yep. I, I meant not in the sense of I know it's not. We're not in one of the levels of the astral. Just the the decrease in paradox mm -hmm. with mind spells. Is that yep, what you're alluding exactly. to? We're not okay. in though. Cool. Great. The physical yep. world. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so the house rule is you can repeat spells with a minus one. Is that right? Affirmative. Okay, cool. Thank you. There we go. Cool. So for the scene, you have plus three to your intelligence. Okay. And so you'll be rolling your int plus three, minus three, because we do not have any enigmas, plus two, because you've actually been taught uh, this code. And then if you want to throw in willpower, you can Oh, I, I wasn't going to mention it until you said that you were going to drink. Okay, so um, I guess I'm just going to roll intelligence, basically. Plus 
too. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the plus three counteracts the minus three from mm-hmm. being unskilled. If it'll let you roll just that, yeah. Cool. It will. No such luck. Seven dice and zero successes. Seven, five, seven, five, one, six, one. Nope. Just cannot be bothered to give you an eight. Words. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> So yeah, you uh, you know sit with the book and look over it, and uh, the code was explained to you, and you can remember, it and your brain is firing on like all cylinders, and just it's not it's just not coming again. Hmm. That's why you never trust intelligence. Wasted thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Does somebody else want to try? Kind of turn the book around, and uh, notably, like as you're moving the book. Um, the fr- you've, you've got the front page and then you notice that the pages behind it are blank. Cloak says, hmm. Maybe the solution could be more direct. When you are translating language, what is happening? It's kind of it's it's a half rhetorical question, right? right? He's trying to work out his thoughts as he's, you know, discussing mm-hmm. this with everyone. I think the meaning is the same. There's subtle differences in how we all use words to describe things and communicate our thoughts. But translation is eliminating a barrier, isn't it? At least for Mastigos, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not how I think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, not how I think about it either. Sure. I think I might be able to get the meaning to arise without any of us applying our own particular perspective. I'm going to try. So, Cloak is going to cast and improvise spell, of course, because he's ropes, um, with the practice of weaving, to weave the meaning um, into our own consciousnesses, meaning of all language, uh, ability to understand things. And I think the imago for him would be, as we're in this dreamscape, um, he's going to contextualize it around the dreamscape. And so because he's able to exert his will and mind is a recognition that so many aspects of mental things are constructs or figments, illusions, right? He's um, eliminating the... Well, let's see. Could it be chains here? Let's see. He thinks that... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for Cloak... Um, barriers are forms of imprisonment, right? Sure. Pinioning. So chains are one way to do it. Bars and stuff being locked up. So in his mind, language um, is a, a way of locking meaning into discrete areas. And so in his mind, he's eliminating the bars or the borders or any other semiotic representation of a barrier around the meaning 
of the language here. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I'll try to spell. It's actually mm-hmm. effectively going to be the same dice as oh, yeah. before, Three right? Nine. That's right. It should be. Let's see. Let's look at that template. Um, it's going to be advanced duration. Um, I'll need an additional reach. Oh, I'll drop that spell that benefits Gisela. Um, so I'll need an additional reach. Advanced duration, um, instant cast, an additional spell. I'll cast one so everyone gets it. Because Cloak wants us all to be able to understand it. So advanced scale, that's okay. Mm-hmm. My only concern is it's not a different language. Uh, the code, uh, the because we are basically using universal language, but yeah, it is, it basically, it translates code and everything. Now, it won't change if you're using code words. So go like Navajo code talkers. Like, okay, you got turtle. What the hell does turtle mean? Well, it means tank, but you don't know that. So that would be the the barrier that universal language would come across. But in this case, that's not an issue based on what you uh, got from speaking with Rilla. It also gains the meaning of symbols. So arguably, it would understand what they're saying with turtle. With code words, because the notion is that I I would label that symbols as more of um, because it doesn't come up elsewhere cartouches and you know things of that kind of symbology rather than mm-hmm. directly into because it does mention that um, uh, hang on maybe not yeah it's it's all meaning yeah yeah okay. I could have sworn there was some some bit in there about uh, it doesn't translate code, but yeah, yeah, fair point. All right, cool. Not a concern either way for this particular book, anyways. Gotcha. And of course, that's how Mystikos thinks about it, right? Like all those things are just disguises. The meaning is true regardless of what you say. Just in the same way that with Prime One, right? If you know the truth of the word, just mm-hmm. because someone has. Um, written it in a different language or with some code words. It doesn't disguise it. But, um, okay, so that's uh, four reach. And I have one free. We're going to do two, and he's going to spend the willpower. So he's rolling nine dice. Oh, I didn't scroll down. Uh, let's see. He's already invoked a paradox once. Twice. So we got twice. The, twice. Oh, that's right, because I rolled twice. That's right. So um, we have three dice of paradox. Invoke twice. That's five dice. We have minus two from the Asan, the dedicated two, and then minus two from being in the pseudo astral. So one real die. Still zero. All right. Awesome. Cool. Cool. The spell kind of settles over everybody's thoughts uh, through this telepathic connection. Um, and yes, the book, you know, and let's let's get all for shout out to all you older millennials. Let's get all like ghostwriter with this um, as the yeah. words just shift um, and becomes far more uh, readable. Um, and uh, it's titled uh, Investigations of the Astra Voidal. Uh, by Mortimer Bethune, uh, assisted by, uh, oh, I don't have their names handy, but Rilla and Jules. 
Rilla, whatever last name, Jules Lamb. I'm going to remember Rilla's name here. Second. I'm just going to remember it really hard. Rilla Remington. Um, <laughs> and so, yes. Um, and that is the title page. And then, um, you know, flipping through blank page, blank page, blank page. And then, oh, page 10. This actually has text and uh, some hmm. diagrams across it. Um, and uh, in short um, uh, summary and you know you guys can pass the book around somebody can read it aloud but it comes down to an observation uh, from a telescope uh, Mortimer Bethune's telescope and noted that there were section of stars that he was studying and recording and making observations on and they were just gone now not all of them in the region that he was studying were gone. Just a large subset of them were gone from this area. He had concerns about his telescope, basically pulled it apart, put it back together, um, and observed, and the stars were all back where they were supposed to be uh, the next day. Uh, yeah. Very, very odd uh, shenanigans, uh, but also looking at this book, this is, you know, this is the one that Rilla has, you know, basically codified. So these are not literally his day-to-day notes, uh, but, you know, more of an observation and and literal journal uh, of events uh, and dated uh, sometime in May 1835. Uh, Flipping forward a few pages and feel free to you know, jump in if anybody has uh, comments to make. But uh, mm-hmm. flipping forward just a handful of pages, uh, page 14 to 15, uh, more observational records of this weird void in space. Uh, this time, this is the third time that they've, uh, well, they, Mortimer has found it, also in London, 1837. Uh, so somewhere between 1835 and 1837, he found this thing again, this being the third time. Um, also um, in the same area of the sky. Flip a bunch of pages. 2829 says, same void, different coordinates in in the sky, and observed it long enough to note that it is actually moving curiously against in a very bizarre pace through the sky because whatever it is is blocking out some stars as it passes by but not others and it is moving at a observable pace um and this uh observation was made in uh africa in 1839 Hmm. mortimer bethune actually lists the actual place in africa he found this i'm just shorthanding this uh flipping forward quite a few pages Pages 52 to 53, a long pair of pages detailing out other astronomical events that have been recorded and studied and how none of them do anything remotely like this, Uh, which it also kind of details out a little bit more that this seems to be some kind of circle or sphere because they can't get any decent measurements of it that Hmm. passes in front of stars. And it's bizarre because, well, there are some stars that are 
in front of it and are not being blocked by it. And there are some stars that are behind it. But it's also moving so fast, effectively, between these stars at astronomical distances and at that speed that it is observable in the night, this shifting thing across, which uh, naturally every scientist uh, there's, well, you know, for you all, I would imagine like, oh, that is weird. Never heard of anything like that. But of course, none of you are learned scientists. Yeah. And then the very last page um, that and this is where Rilla kind of freaked out and realized what she was showing you. Um, it's a ton of mathematical formulas, just pages and pages. Well, in this case, a pair of pages um, that have no real context. Um, while universal language is terrific, um, this is where I'm going to be like, you don't have the full context of what these formula are to actually be able to tell, you know, well, X is something. Well, what is X? Well, without the full page, you couldn't actually translate. Um, you wouldn't know what that X means without the full context. Um, and also because uh, I hadn't thought about that and I wasn't sure. Like, I don't know what X means. <laughs> In general, it's not teaching oh, no. you how to do algebra. But it teaches you the meaning of it. I mean, at Drew, minimum. Drew, can what? I throw some dice here? Uh, absolutely. What do we think? I'm looking for an intelligence occult role to get the mystical significance of disappearing and reappearing stars and clusters. Heck yeah. Go for it. Yeah. And feel free if anybody else has like various other investigative stuff that they're going to. Yeah, no, Isabel's like, this is, this is not. I'm, I'm back over here I looking have at the. Three dots of politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a dot of a cult. That's it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Theo, with their four dots of a cult and three intelligence, comes up with two successes. And yeah, looking through and and reading over this, there's no like immediate. And this is some of you know Drew's thing. Of, I don't know of any like story that talks about some stars going out, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. So this is this is far and beyond out of the ordinary. Um, so it could, as far as you can see, be a, you know, a scientific phenomenon. But from the occult side, anytime the stars go out is is usually a bad thing. It's not not a pleasant thing. Either it's, you know, some powerful entity falling to Earth and or, you know, something is blotting out, you know, the sun and the stars, you know, but something like this moving across the stars that's, you know, not nothing comes to, to your recollection. But yeah, there's usually not any good associations with stars disappearing. Right. Okay. Can I? Um, use Eye for the Stranger? It's a very good use for it. Yeah, just sort of this seems weird. Seems fucky. What? <laughs> flavor of weird are we dealing with? I will spend the whole part. That's how I want to succeed. Uh, Before you do that, where is Destiny at? Merits. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Drawback. Okay, it's only when you avoid the doom. Okay, 
carry on. Three successes. Looking at this, you're no, you know, wise and learned scientist, but there's enough going on here. Um, and some of the various stuff, especially in that section about where Mortimer discusses some of the other astronomical events that they've studied. This doesn't fit anything that matches scientific knowledge. And uh, yeah, as, as Chris so eloquently put it, this is fucky. Um, and you, you, you are pretty well certain that something supernatural is going on here. Also, throw in a little splash of Rilla and Jules were collecting weird alchemical ingredients. They're they're brewing potions. Not that you've observed, but they've bought all the things to be doing witchcraft. Well, there are all kinds of things you can do with. And Wheel says in in high speech, um, occult artifacts. Sorry, I said Wheel. I meant Cloak. Cloak says in high speech. Sorry, it's a different character. Um, Cloak says in high speech, <laughs> occult artifacts. And um, he materializes in his hand, um, like a few, like trappings of voodoo. Mm-hmm. Just to make an implicit point. I was not educated about science. So it's hard for me to understand the context for this to be strange. Other than a dark, light obscuring object moving through space and exciting the imaginations of very learned people. What is science but just another aspect of secret knowledge and occultism. Quote nods gratifyingly at Theo when she says that. <laughs> I, I think that's what science is at all. <laughs> Isabel has issues with this, but she's keeping it to herself. <laughs> and just one of those little background notes, um, you know, this does mean that Mortimer has been chasing this thing for 11 years. Mm-hmm. 11. Started in 1835. Mm. Wow. Yeah, he really does seem heavily motivated by it. But not obsessed. Nope. Mm-hmm. So why is he here? He, he's looking for it. Maybe it will pass through this location. Rilla said they've been following it. Hmm. Didn't know what it was, but that they've been going around to various places and setting up and looking and what did she call it? A known astrological phenomenon or something? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now I know what it is. It's a void, which is menacing. I have a question for you, Gisela. Hmm? Can you tell if it will 
bring danger to us and the people we care about if they continue evaluating this void. I can try. That's a more complicated question than I've tried to find, but... Anybody wondering why my face? I just smacked my hand on the table. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, good. I got that through sort of the context clues. Oh, I thought you were excited that we were exposing something that you were trying to keep it or something like that. It's going to turn out Mortimer Bethune is really John Cena in the past. <laughs> Time traveler John Cena. He's up there yeah, with right. totally real, uh, what is it, real cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Actual yeah, cannibal. Actual, actual cannibal, cannibal Shia LaBeouf. He's, uh, Hiding in the night. It's Shambhal. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shambhal. Yeah, I guess this would just be a divination with... Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, as far as I can see, is the first time she's pushed for that complex... Yeah. I've only asked yes or no questions. Layla. It's real bad. <laughs> just give her a character. She's <laughs> We established their dogs in town. We did. It's just background noise. My my background music game is is amplified. Pile hmm. on. Yeah, I think I only need two reach, right? Yeah. One for instant, one for complex. the complex. Mm-hmm. Complex. Why, good old weird this year was just throwing this out left and right because it's just like yeah. So long as you are uh, you are the subject, you're asking questions about your future, basically, or somebody adjacent's future. Yeah. And uh, for the entrees, I'm using it with the card deck. Mm-hmm. And what? Can I use the book? Um. Hmm. Because I'm like taking the knowledge we have in the book. I'm cool with that for, and that's what I am sort of. I'm cool with that for a plus one. Sure. Yeah. It's you know in your head in this weird you know telepathic dreamscape, but sure, yeah. So it's a plus one. I ain't gonna argue about plus ones. Cool. Okay, it's five that willpower. I'm just gonna roll that. Oh, that's right. It's overreaching by it's one. A time spell. Always forget. Nothing. I mean, it seems like fortune telling should be fate, but. Yep. Uh, fate is luck and chance. Time is your yeah, seeing into the future. Two successes. And yeah. Um, yeah, my question is if. If they keep looking at this, will it endanger us? I guess that's just a yes or no question, isn't it? Whatever. Uh, yes, but by taking the reach, I get to give you more complex answer. More of an explanation. Uh, and I imagine for her, this is going to be very weird because she's doing her standard pull a card. Does it say yes or no? And it says more <laughs> in my head. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, which uh, it basically comes down to if the Royal Society continues their investigation, you will be 
put in a position to protect or doom the town. The U translates in, you know, high speech, however you want, in a very vague, is that is that singular or plural? And you're not sure. Includes me. It definitely includes you. Um, yeah, I would just... Well, I'm curious, because this is a surprise, you get this surprise answer, and you're all telepathically linked, does it just kind of, like, bounce out of your head into everybody else's? Yeah, probably. Just, like, because I normally just sort of know it. Mm -hmm. And I am as surprised as everyone else. Gisela has no filter, is it just like, oh, that, that was a, that was a, yeah. You see Cog grit his teeth a little bit, at least a dream form, right? He's like... Even though he didn't mean it, I knew. I knew! He was doing something dangerous. It's not like possible he doesn't know what's dangerous. That's true. He wouldn't be the first individual that unleashed a catastrophe unintentionally. You're right. See, you aforementioned all of human history. (laughs) (laughs) But we can stop it. We will stop it. Cloak turns to Isabel and says... Isabel, forgive this naive question. Are there spirits of the stars? That's a good question. That's a good question. I'd imagine that they would either be very large No, not either Both very large and very far away Mm. Yeah, true Because at least you've observed Every spirit has been near its thing Are there spirits of the night sky? That I can probably tell you just like you've never seen anything like that. Because that, that gets more into Goetia. Yeah, only a character. I know. Only when there is something happening in it. Hmm. I wonder if such a being exists, it would know something. Perhaps being closer to where this void would pass might be able to tell us something of it and what it means for the future. Perhaps it is, I think, unlikely to find a spirit of nothing based on how they feed and whatnot. 
1846. We don't know what the vacuum is. <laughs> okay. I'll think more on this. <laughs> Seems odd to me that there wouldn't be one. Like, I believe you when you say they're not, but like... The sun and the moon are ever-present, very big in stories, and why wouldn't they have a spirit? The moon has a bunch of spirits. Do you know that? No. <laughs> and fortunately, not in this chronicle. <laughs> yeah, actually, Mr. Not appearing in this chronicle. Luna. <laughs> yeah. But also no Helios either. Yeah, I guess it would be like, uh, those would be Galatia, right? Like night sky, talking about the night sky, things, things of that nature. Once it gets into actual discussion, yeah, that ends up being Galatia. Book definitely knows who he's going to ask questions about this. So, you know, Cook has one more um, question. He, he turns to Theo and says, Theo, or he doesn't address you, Theo says, no, I'm stoked. I'm just saying. Um, uh, what is a void if not death? No, death isn't like that. What is it like? Like it's not nothingness. It's not emptiness. There's all kinds of things. Life in that's just a that's just a transition. Death is Mm. as full of things as life is. They're Mm. different things and they behave differently and they act differently. (laughs) I am so glad Greg (laughs) understands Moros. There's this press X to doubt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You died, fucker. You're done. Y'all got a lot of of wrong opinions in this dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's fun. Somebody's going to have to introduce Isabel to mushrooms and be like, all right, explain this shit. <laughs> um, well, and, and the fact that the, the stars come back suggests to me that this isn't something like that, because usually those sorts of transitions are one way. Hmm. Like once the once the soul is gone from the body, it's just gone. Hmm. I mean, I suppose you put another one back. <laughs> Goes the wisdom. <laughs> um. But once once a, a living thing becomes dead, it's. I don't mean any disrespect or anything, but it's essentially just an object at that point. So it continues on after death is an object and different things happen to it and erodes or decays or but it doesn't become alive again. So I don't know that this object that our friends are observing or 
field or whatever it is. It would be a death phenomenon. I would expect stars to wink out and stay out if that were the case. Hmm. I mean, the antelope eats the grass, the lion eats the antelope. <laughs> the lion becomes the grass. <laughs> that was a Lion King reference. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... It was not in character. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was cool with it. it but was. yeah, if they're... If they're coming back, then they're not... Probably not dying? Then is it a <laughs> Zombie stars. <laughs> um, are we... Don't mean to disrespect y'all sort of musings but uh are we are we done here because <laughs> i have gotten my fill of this you may leave anytime you like i mean bear in mind uh, you were physically uh, like this is like the things playing out in your head physically you were just laying there full control of, over your body the, oh, only, the only spell we were dreaming. Mm, the only, the yeah, only. But you can just Brilliant. decide to get out. And... Right. Oh. Yeah. The is only, an, yeah. This an is just induced you know, meditative state of active dreaming. I don't. Yeah, we're not like asleep. I also don't asleep. know that Isabel would never. Right. I, I appreciate that Fair Isabel's enough. like what and just yeah. like moves her arms what? and goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> now, bear in mind, she gets up walks away and still has these thoughts that she's going to continue hearing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get you out of the spell. Yeah. You just can't answer us anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, she can, but it's, it's just, she it's could, just yeah. telepathy. Oh, I guess, yeah, okay, she could, yeah, yeah. She just doesn't have, like, the, the dream space walking around then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carrie in the chat, all caps, cancel. Stop. Stop. Subscribe. Let me out. <laughs> I thought about like maybe you could um, pull understanding from but I mean he doesn't really understand what he's doing anyway. What do you by mean? the sounds of it? Like it sounds like he doesn't know any more than we do what this is or what it might be. He's Oh. So it's not like we can yank that information out of him or something. We don't have the whole book. Right. You've gotten 10 pages total of Mm. from what Rilla was writing down easily, like 200 something pages into this book. Because basically you were pulling from the glimpses that Gisela had and using kind of perfected uh, perfect recall. Um, Actually, no, you did cast perfect recall. And so pulling those exact copies of those pages that she saw. So who actually does all the writing in the book? Rilla. Rilla does. This book is where she is transcribing all of Mortimer's notes into a book. So is it possible for you to recreate this process and pull the full book from her? Yes, it is also possible. I don't think she uh, would sign up for that. Well, I'm wondering since we now have information that the town is at risk if this might warrant one of those situations where we don't actually get somebody on board to do this I should tell you what I plan to do 
I know where they sleep and I know where the book rests at night. Because I've been in the estate and I've seen it. I now intend to visit the estate again and flip through the book and see all of it and then bring it back and reconstitute it for all of us. And we can peruse it at our leisure. If you'd prefer, I can help persuade Rilla to allow one of us to see more of the book. However, I think it would be more direct and efficient if we just took the knowledge ourselves. If you can do that safely, I would think that's better. than Because I, I don't think she's going to agree to let us see the whole thing. And I don't want to take it from her. It's much easier if we're not caught with the book. And there's no way they'd know that we had seen all of its contents unless we disclose that information to them. We're going to pause right there. So, because Isabel has left the mine at this point, mm-hmm. um, where is she headed? As she has these nerds in the back of her head. Just quickly, as far away as possible, hoping there's sort of a range on this. <laughs> oh, I guess there is, eh? Um, no. Not after you no? connected. Okay. Per sub- not after it's connected, yeah. It's yeah. per subject, not like everybody has telepathy in this area, um, which, you know, John Paul may use in the future. It's like, hey, we can just get everybody conference called in, just everybody lay down here. But, yeah, and just because we have, we have now spent an hour <laughs> discussing. Uh, yeah, let's let's figure out the, the next steps for you guys. Um, as as if it seems like Isabel is like becoming increasingly frustrated with it. Um, uh, Cloak says to because uh, he chose both the reaches um, when he established it so that people would have control. Um, Isabel receives a focused communication from Cloak saying, um, as always, you have control of your mind. If you do not want to hear anything, stop hearing things. And it doesn't sound like brusque. It just sounds like explicit, like devoid of um, pleasantries, right? Not like rude, just, you know, a flat affect. Neutral. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, some people perceive as as rude. But that's, of course, a subjective judgment. Right. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's either that or she goes and starts doing whiskey shots and you'll get some drunk thoughts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's entirely up to her, right? <laughs> what makes a man go neutral? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, she severs it in whatever way she can. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually do like that. So, you know, I'm just turning this off. Yeah, because subjects are capable of both sending and receiving. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can just turn it off if you want. Yep. Um, As far as next steps go, I just have an aspiration that I've laid out here. And mm-hmm. it's just be drawn into someone's affairs. And that was Ooh. specifically thinking someone not in the cabal. Right. <laughs> Yep, no, it's good. Doesn't uh, have to happen immediately, but 
I just oh yeah, let's have some drama or something. I don't know. One hundred percent. Because I am actually prepared for that. Uh, and uh, that is uh, especially once you left. That was actually my next step. I need to go to the actual comic page. Here we go. Um, so we uh, pick up and uh, and actually we have Discord. If you guys want to try and figure out fine tune your guys's plan while we sidestep over here real quick to there we go to our oh, you mean tech space yeah mm-hmm. while you're yep. working with Isabel sure yep. uh, it's one of the things that I realized we could all be better about uh, but yes uh, you get back to the tavern um, where we haven't talked about her often because uh, I have a, I tend to focus on the player characters but Arcelia also works at the tavern uh, mm-hmm. Arcelia who is the wife to Juan Carlos who is the mm-hmm. uh, whoop no, over here. Just what's his name? Sister-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Juan Carlos is the uh, the farmer. Um, right. And uh, yeah, so she now, especially because, you know, the bridge and all that, it's much easier for mm-hmm. her to, you know, come back to work. Right. Um, and she's, you know, at the tavern kind of, you know, working because uh, this is, oh, actually, this is Sunday. Um, so mm-hmm. the tavern... Screw it, this ain't no dry county. Um, yep. Um, it's after church. That's very true. Yep. Um, and they are basically, uh, excuse me, they are Celia is, you know, kind of serving some folks and like sees you and it's like, oh my God, thank you. Um, and like hands you like three beers, points at a table as she runs behind the counter and gets a couple more for another table. Um, and is that definite like, She's been the only person here and looking around, you realize, no, she really is the only person here. Like they're the, some of the guys are in the back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but like serving up front, it's just her. Obviously Theo isn't here. You're not here. Right. And Madame Robert is not here, which is interesting. Not a thing. She would be no. on her deathbed and be sitting on top of like the stairs Right. You know, at least giving orders or something. Um, how about like a Do I need to make a roll to try and get some info? Uh no, what, uh, just where, where she mean, might be or Yeah, you just go ahead and tell me what you're up to and we'll decide if we need rolls after all. Talking to Arcelia, like in little bits of pieces. As, Passing as you do. conversation, yeah. yeah. So it takes you know, between now. Now with double the workforce, uh, right. you get things kind of caught back up, caught up, mm-hmm. um, and have that moment where you guys can can sit and like now that like that initial adrenaline of oh my god, all these people to okay, hang on, I can breathe. And she has that kind of panicked, you know, expression of an overworked waitress. Uh, yep. Um, and uh, she she kind of leans back against the counter and gives you like the the side eye roll of like, oh my god, thank you for being here. No, I don't know where Madame Robert is. Um, you know, she's not upstairs. She's not in the back. She's nowhere here. And of course, once I walked in here and saw tables with men and women, like mostly men, but wanting 
wanting drinks, I just I, I hopped to it and I thought Madame Robert would be here shortly. And I have been doing this and kind of looks over out you know the windows and for an hour, two. And I don't know. And uh, they all said she she stepped out for a moment. And that was two two and a half hours ago. And uh, you know says then now if you don't mind um, I I need a quick break and she like. <laughs> I will send her a text to see what she <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 1846 and one of the many reasons why I was like, fuck it, we're not doing that. Same thing with my um, uh, one shot. I was like, no, we're in San Francisco pre-cell phones. Mm -hmm. um, how about... I mean, I think I just like give her a break long enough and then be like, well... Do you need me to stay? She gives you the the, 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 the panicked wide eyes of like you're you're not about to leave like like really? Um yeah, go ahead and roll um presence plus probably persuasion. I was go ahead. Um I was thinking like politics? Oh yeah, yeah. Like no, 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 I'm not trying to abandon you. Right. But, like, we should know where the person who runs our mm -hmm. business is. Sure. Not normally a nice social skill, but yes. Because, of, like, listen, guys, I worked at one restaurant for a little bit. Politics are a real thing in restaurants. <laughs> Even just, like who gets their fucking smoke break first. Um, manipulation is okay here? I think so. Specifically trying to, like, minimize her, like, panic and stuff? Right. No, 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 no. I'm not abandoning you. I'm just going to get back up. Hold down the fort. Yeah. God damn. Five All successes. Right. All right. Um, well, uh, that's an exceptional success. Would you like to apply a condition to her or yourself? Um, let's go with her. Cool. Yeah. She she has a like, oh, Isabel, my savior um, right. kind of condition. We'll figure out exactly what that is. And like a little bit of like self-importance. Like, no, like, obviously you're, you're the better you're more capable of handling this, right? Ooh, and really leans into that manipulation there. Right. Cool. Yeah. It's like, like you, no, I. You have. I this. wouldn't have made it thirty minutes by myself. Right. Cool. She definitely would. Oh have. yeah, it would have been. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she. Yeah, she's like, okay, cool. I'll, you know, I'll handle it. And if, uh, you know, if it gets, you know, busy, you know, real bad, I'll, uh, you know, have Juan Carlos. Or you know one of the you know one of the guys she knows go find you. Um, I mean, I shouldn't be gone. I mean, no, right. it's not it's not that big of a town. That's true. Yeah. And so you step back outside, and where do you start your hunt? Start out the back door. I love that you describe it as a hunt. She's a theorist. 
Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back door, back area. You know, you've got some of the various brewing equipment that's you know out here under like a covered you know space. Um, but yeah, no signs of you know Madame Robert's you know delicate footsteps uh, immediately no. jump out at you. It, you know, it's been okay. fairly dry and stuff like that. But like I said, immediate. Right. How about? Oh, that's a two dot spell, isn't it? Oh, for life. For forces. Oh. Um, let's start with some survival. Mm-hmm. Like just looking for her. Just got a fairly. I would imagine that she's got fancier feet than most people in town. Yep. And rather distinctive sort of yeah. footsteps and stuff. So Wits, I think. Um, yeah, sounds good. Two successes. Two successes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, compared to a lot of the, you know, we'll say flatter boots mm-hmm. and things that, yeah, she definitely has, you know, you know, a tire with heels. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know especially when it's not like muddy and mucky out and stuff like that um, and takes you a minute or two to, to find but it's just you know dirt out here so definitely leaves impressions in the dirt and you can find us like oh okay yeah no here she was and can follow that um, back basically towards town and find Yeah, wheel tracks where it stops. And you know, basically and it looks like she went behind some homes and you know some some of the spots that are fenced and stuff like that and around and then found a some kind of wheeled vehicle. And those much easier to track and lead mm-hmm. up towards Enright's place. Hmm. Yeah, I'll head up that way. Cool. Um, and real quick, jumping back over and uh, having uh, reviewed the the Discord chat, um, it looks like just Cloak going to sneak in, or did I miss somebody? You missed oh, one no. point where Greg yeah. suggested that Theo would enjoy it if also protected by incoming presence. Heck yeah. Um, because Kiesel's not going. I'm just going to give them a little help. Um, and yeah, because I saw that, I was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> this might cross paths because when are you guys planning to do this? So Finish the conversation, cut off the, the telepathy, and then go? I figure, I mean, we could go now, but Cloak remembers it being in a specific place at night when they're asleep. So he's assuming that would be the best time to go. Okay, cool. But, right, you know, so, yeah, uh, we, out of character, I should say, uh, he doesn't have a family, right? Other than the Maroons, right? Which are a family. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have um, children or um, parents or a partner that he has to attend to. So if Theo, for example, wants to come, says, you know, I'm down to come, but I can't come in the middle of the night like you did before, then he could be persuaded to go at a different time and try and find it. 
do things in the middle of the night works because we need to read through the book. So you need at least a little bit of time to flip through it. Yeah, it needs to be the time when you can get it. Exactly. Cool. So night it is then. Um, cool. Unless Theo has, you know, pressing to not go in the evening or anything. No. Okay, cool. Just make sure we're all on board. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, Isabel continues her her hunt up. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, at this point, it's less of a less of a hunt, and just guess the tracks they lead up to. Oh yeah, yes, and I got place. a pretty good idea yeah. here. <laughs> um, and make your way up to uh, you know the Enright Manor, um, and of course, this being actual daylight hours, there are a couple. Um, I almost said mercenaries, but some of some of the you know Enright's. His boys. His boys, yeah. Um, some who are lounging and you know, very typical Western, leaned back under the awning of a porch, enjoying the breeze and the shade um, and, you know, watching you approach. And, you know, most of these guys you've seen, you know, at the tavern and stuff like that, um, you know, and generally speaking, you know, not not problematic. You know, we're, we're not leaning into right. bad tropes or anything like that, but right. they definitely notice you approaching kind of look over and evening isabella well, isabel i don't know why i st- still keep trying to put that a on there hello what brings you up this way and kind of looking over to the stable where your horse is that they're used to seeing you go oh um madame robert happened to well, go missing seems dramatic, but um, was not in the tavern. Um, left poor uh, shit. Arcelia. Lost her name. Arcelia, all by herself. Um, I was wondering maybe if she'd come up this way. She wasn't in town anywhere. The two of them kind of exchange looks and kind of, you know, wolfish grins. and We, we might have seen her. Oh, with uh, with uh, the scientist. Oh, <laughs> yes, they have been getting along well. Yeah, real well. We're outside. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> yeah. And like you have, <laughs> you have to tell Theo about this. <laughs> and the, the, the two of them are they're like they're they're grown adults and we're gonna laugh about this, but they're also definitely you know, they're on the older side compared to you right. know all of them, and it's just like okay, that's a thing, sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I get it. Yep. Yeah, Mr. Enright's down at the mine with Ike, and yeah, nobody's <clears throat> nobody's inside. So nobody's inside the house. Mr. All right, well thank you. <laughs> you know, offer you like a you know canteen of water. You, you good? <laughs> yeah, we'll sip and I'll head back down the hill. We'll we'll uh, we'll let her know that you were looking for her, or uh, eh, okay, I'll purchase that subject <laughs> myself. <laughs> yep, and uh, you know, and there there is definite <laughs> suggestion and comments from them that basically suggest that they thought 
that Mortimer and uh, Madame Robert definitely thought the whole house was empty, and so these two guys mm-hmm. were, should not be privy to what is going on inside. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so you make your way back down you know, the short little yep. hike and go back to meet Arcelia, who is... Yep, and just, like, walk in behind the bar and just start polishing a class. <laughs> <laughs> nope, didn't find her. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, do, do you give Arcelia anything, or is it just like, nope, good fighter, I'm here to help? Uh, I don't, I'm not a gossip. Right. But Arcelia right looks now. right. Yeah, to say, <laughs> Arcelia is looking at you, and, but that's the thing. Do you also have that, like, the Cheshire grin of, ah, didn't find her? No. Okay. No, she definitely lies. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just very much like I did a quick little look, couldn't find her, came back to help you out. Cool. Uh, I mean, short of short of getting down on the ground and sniffing out tracks, I don't think I could have, uh, you know, figured out where she was. It's true, because, yeah, you being a decent tracker is probably not known at all. Not yeah. known at all. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we cut over to, um, I imagine, the other three of you kind of parting ways, kind of leaving the mine, having made up a plan um, and be because we're headed towards that break time, we can go ahead and throw together the spells real quick, unless there's any, cool. like, other prep beforehand. I don't think so. Cool. Oh, Theo was ready! And just because, uh, you know, not everybody could read our Discord, go ahead and uh, walk through what you guys are casting and stuff like that. Of course. Um, I have one question. Can mm-hmm. I, with, ex- um, with the events reach, can I get two items out of Shadow crafting, or no, do I have to do because this each class? one is any that's fine. distinct item. So we're doing that twice then. Okay, we're gonna cast a cloak, like actually cut a cloak out of shadow to give us that's a plus awesome. two bonus to stealth. Hell yeah! Um, and so one overreach, um, and doop. nothing happens. So go ahead and roll your four, five, six, eight, nine. Yeah, nine dice. Cool. And then I will roll another. Uh, this will be two reach because paradox once and uh, an additional spell. So three total. Are you spending any mana on this, by the way? Uh, yeah, I'll throw a couple. Couple being literally two. Yep. Bum bum. Roll that wisdom. Oh, we're eight, right? Uh, yes. Cool. Cool. One little bashing wound, and then roll your nine dice again, which of course will also cost you another willpower. Cool. So, so yeah, just grabbing. I imagine some mine shadow, right? Just drawing out these just jet black cloaks that just hang. I imagine like the wind doesn't even move them. They just kind of hang. And they like they don't cast shadows on their own. They're just like a hole in the in the night. 
Cool. Cool. Any of you who have read Wheel of Time, you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, yep, okay, moving on. Uh, awesome, though. Uh, throw those over and just like, okay, well, these kind of stand out right now, but kind of bundle them up. Mm. Um, and sorry, uh, I just realized the... Uh, sorry, uh, I can answer that question for myself. Go ahead. And just for story B, like, she's always, like, felt the shadows since her awakening and stuff, but this is the first time she's actually, like, pulled something out of shadow. Right. Uh, cool. Yeah, because it's gonna because it's instant and advanced duration where your two mm-hmm. reaches, right? Yeah. Yep. And so, so her response, like, ah, oh, it worked. <laughs> so it was just casual. Cool. And then Ash has got another spell queued up with two overreach, and I don't because you're not concentrating on anything. You don't have another thing in spell control. Cool. No. And uh, for Yantras for mm-hmm. this, um, I'm. Effectively casting her light green light, but that is not. I don't know. Basically, in my head, it's still a luck spell. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm giving you good timing. Okay. But cool. I mean, they're they're kind of the same to me. I don't know. Right. No, I, I get um, it. But yeah, um, I was going to for Yantras. I'm going to give Cloak a lucky coin. Hmm. Um, and I was going to ask if do either of you have pocket watch? I think if anyone does, it might be Theo, but yeah. I'm going to take it. Can I see it? Okay. What are you going to do with it? Magic. Make it lucky. <laughs> Alright, as long as nothing's going to happen to it, and she'll hand over her um Deceased husband's pocket watch. Ooh. It's just a little tiny thing. Mm. Um, I'm gonna take it and like probably just like wind it. Mm. Um, and then hand it back to you. Okay. And what spell are you and effectively? Ca- is this something that you're improvising, or are you basing this? It's on- it's red light, green light, basically. Oh, the time one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I'm saying is, I'm not... Gizzle wouldn't be thinking well, this is a time spell, mm-hmm. but it it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, le- legitimately, it is actually more of a fate thing for the effect, but I, I, I like this, and especially, effectively, you're handicapping yourself, so I'm, I'm not going to complain about using the time arcana. Um, so, cool. Um... And the reaches for instant duration and uh, scale to cover them oh, both. Sure. Okay. All right. So three, four, five. None. Doesn't take hold. Which I think is kind of appropriate. It's like hmm, I'm trying to use time to do this, and you know, it's not quite right for whatever reason. I mean. She was doing a time spell all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But specifically... She's, she's l- trying to stretch it into cover uh, like a fate. So that that's what it Drew was getting at. Right. And because uh, notably, like, uh, specifically that I don't think time one has enough oomph to actually give you, like, 
bonus potency to, you know, stealth or anything like that. But I get green light, red light as like, is it cast positive that you find elevators, taxis arrive just as they need them. Right. So uh, actually, I guess it's, it's a good timing. It was more like when you're trying to go through the place, you won't cross paths with other people. Or, I mean, the spell would do what the spell does yeah. as written. Yeah, that's she true. Just it's fucked up yeah. the Imago or something. And no, you're you're right. I think I yeah. was getting caught up in the idea of like, oh, this is going to give you specific dice bonuses. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is more of a, a narrative thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, going back to the spell itself, do you try again? Because uh, again, like you have a little bit of time. Yeah, and we we can. We're rolling this now. This could be like before you guys leave in the middle of the night. Yeah, I want to try it again. All right, make that four dice, um, and if you want, you can throw willpower on top of it, even though you're re-rolling air quotes. There we go. One success. I did some yep. willpower. Uh, so yeah, with that, and it is the paradox. Oh yes. Thank you. Uh, so that would actually be three paradox. One success. Go ahead and roll your wisdom. It's kind of abused me. I've been watching and waiting for an active hubris of you guys using magic for something you could do mundanely. Um, mm-hmm. But it actually really hasn't come up yet. I got an eight. Oh, yes, you did. Okay. I was looking at the 25 and was very confused for a second. Yep. 25 successes. 25 successes. Perfect <laughs> wisdom. And with that, uh, Gisela ascends, um, and uh, we won't see her. No. Um, fabulous. Uh, so, so armed with... Uh, oh, wait, no, no. Because uh, we have incognito presence as well. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we have two, two spells. Well. I need to cast telepathy and incognito presence. And the reason why I have to cast telepathy again is because I only... Um, my spell factor was for one one scene, so I thought about keeping it up um, from that point, but I think I should probably have to cast it again. Alright, so uh, let's see. I'm gonna try... And I did take my, my wound. Try first without a willpower. Instant and uh, the oh wait a minute restricted telepathy. I'm sorry, I need uh, that's wrong. That needs to be adjusted. I am going to spend a willpower, and I need to adjust uh, scale because I need to include Theo in it, and uh, I'm not going to cast advanced scale. So that'll be a net plus one. So cool, seven dice. Two successes. Okay. Telepathy up. Time for incognito presence. So this will be the same. I just have to spend a mana. And same with next reach. Two dot. Yeah. And are you using your song? Yes. Cool. So just a chance die. Nothing. So let's roll up seven more dice. Cool. 
at one bare success, but enough. Let me get that other willpower out. All right. Um, and with that, so armed and enchanted, um, stealth squad Jean-Paul and Theo uh, prepare to break into Enright's Manor for the second time for Jean-Paul. Um, and uh, with... Um, we'll also pick up with Isabel and see what kind of uh, tavern drama, which if anybody dares talk smack about the tavern drama, you're going to be in for a bad time because I definitely plan to be throwing more sleeper drama into this um, now that they're starting to get like the the mage drama has we did an hour of bullshit mage yeah. bullshit it's time for some people <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah because mage bullshit and mage the awakening <laughs> how dare you but well and notably this is one of those things that in this chronicle like I really wanted to you know actually harp on the sleeper side of things so and mm-hmm. then uh, yeah we're all here for yeah it. Ash if if is uh, if Gisela is up to any shenanigans tonight as well, uh, we'll have to talk about that on the break. So we'll be right back, Twitch guys, YouTube guys. You probably haven't heard any of this. We'll be right back. <laughs> ah, yes, evening. Uh, on actually, let me jump back over here to Conca because uh, we, we know exactly what day it is. Yes, we do. In two weeks, uh, May twelfth. Uh, that's after the two-week skip. Um, and so, yeah, we pick up the, the night of May 12th, um, and uh, we have Jean-Paul and Theo cloaked in multiple ways. Um, at this point, as the incognito presence settles over the two of you, um, can't even see each other, uh, but have telepathy compelled to, to look away from each other. Um, and then we have Isabel doing tavern stuff. Um, at this point, especially as we're getting into the evening, Madame Robert has returned, mm-hmm. uh, and Arcelia is there and working. Um, and what is, uh, Gisela's plan for the evening? Because we, we didn't uh, verify that. Um, I was going to you before I walk. Yes, we did discuss that earlier. Fabulous. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll. Oh man. Yes, you guys. Three-way party split. <laughs> you guys think split the party in D and D is bad? Um, all right, cool. Uh, no, I like this. Um, so yeah, um, I'm I'm going to try what I've been wanting to try for a while. Basically, we're going to go from one action and one group to another action another group and so we're going to keep this moving and we're going to try and see if Drew's brain can hold this all in all at once theoretically we should get simultaneous revelations right and or denouements from everyone Um, so cool Uh, but yeah we will pick up with um, the the Enright Manor Um, I imagine you guys you know met up uh, cast a couple spells and then made the trek up that way you weren't seen arriving or going up to Enright Manor. Uh, the other thing I, I wanted to clarify, just for cosmetic reasons, because again, with Incognito Presence, nobody even sees you guys, um, but the cloaks, are they mantles just off the shoulders or are they the full hood? Full hood. Yeah, cool. Uh, so yes, two shadowy figures uh, making their way up uh, towards the uh, towards the manor. Um you know, as sun has set, um, and many folks are 
uh, kind of winding down for the evening and uh, basically in through the front door. Yeah. You can take okay. the same route we did before. Or that Cloak did before. Right. Um, and so, yeah. You know, walking in, you also know the bedroom. Um, and uh, making your way up into that third floor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, finding the, you know, Mortimer's uh, space. Uh, but notably, um, well, actually, how late in the evening do you guys go? Because you realize... The, we have these three different scenes, but they're not necessarily uh, contemporaneous. Uh, Cloak would want to go the same time he went last time, when everyone's asleep and the book is so well them into the evening. evening. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, when you guys arrive, yeah, the there are no lights on. Uh, you have a little bit. Ooh, actually, hang on. Let me go over to the calendar. What's the moon like today? Um, actually, yeah, the full moon, uh, the new moon, uh, was two, uh, well, actually at this point, two nights ago, uh, cause it is technically crossing into Monday morning. Um, so just a little slower. Yep. Um, and, uh, so yeah, very, very little light outside. Um, and yes, you can make your way to, you know, Mortimer, uh, Mortimer's and Jules room. Um, and yeah, the the book is there, sitting uh, with a few other uh, other books. Great. So let's see. I'm assuming there's not enough light in here to read by, right? Nope. Not without That's lighting. Uh, there there are a couple candles, but yeah, nothing's lit. Okay. So what Cloak would suggest to actually is just do it in character. Um, considering we have telepathy. Um, we're there. Cloak says to Theo. I remember there's an unoccupied room. I think if we take the book to the closet, light a candle, and then flip through it there. Just might not be squeeze his arm for affirmative. Cool. So yeah, grab the book and cool. abscond away with it. All right. Uh, we jump over to uh uh well actually let's jump over to uh <laughs> uh oh my god too many names Gisela um and because I know you need to start with a spell she's putting uh, pulling that up she is casting a uh, sacred geometry to spot ley lines and yep. magical shenanigans spot Layla she's over there wrong Layla Lines. And I have exactly one willpower left, so hopefully nice. this works. Um, I realized that like I didn't do the whole revelation for the Gnosis thing. Because mm-hmm. like in my head it was happening sort of now, I guess. That's kind of what but, I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. But earlier I was rolling with it because I already set the stats. But. That's fine. Um, I also get me yeah. to spend an extra reach for uh, control, so fair. But yeah, after basically after having gone through this whole mental mind link up dream sharing thing we just did, um, just sort of strongly reflecting on 
different forms and shapes of magic and what everyone has said. And um trying to like how you learn crime. Um, I, mean, I feel like it is just sort of like a mental breakthrough. Like I am trying to to see magic. Enforce your will upon it, make it happen. Yeah, the raw meta literally meta level of like how does this all work yeah and basically I'm just trying to trying to see it and that is in my mind going to do this spell like that I need to do a template and while you are writing that up uh, I will remind you and just that we can get all fluffy with this because you see ley lines and nodes depending on your path and personal nimbus. So how does uh, Gisela see these ley lines and stuff like that? If you were to see one. I gotta do the spell. I am reaching by one. Dun dun dun. And my yantra was gonna be my seeing stone. Because sure. of course it is. Yep. Nothing with the paradox. Oh no! No, you do not. Seven dice, no successes. I'm doing great tonight. (laughs) Uh, And that types out on your uh, on your no more willpower. Um, I can try it again in a minus one, but that'll be it. Except three dice. uh, Your destiny applies. Uh, dun, 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 dun. So we'll jump back over here to this merit because um, I was very pleased when you started to do this. Uh, yes, whenever you spend willpower to avoid the doom, you add two blah 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 uh, instead of three dice. However, whenever you spend willpower on an action that will further the doom, but the roll fails, you immediately regain the spent willpower. Okay. And I suppose I don't know why. Nope. It's like, oh, that wasn't quite as dreaming. Huh. Okay, well, I guess I'll try again. Sure. Go ahead and roll six. I will roll the two paradox. Cool. And go ahead and roll your wisdom real quick. We'll see about that bashing wound. What's going to be real fun is if you get to meet abyssal conditions tonight at the same time. Yeah, how do I get this to roll so that it doesn't add the roll? Oh, uh, you can just do a spell roll. Because it's this still the same thing. It's 8d10. Okay. Cool, no problem. Yeah, another little bashing wound as, yes, now tell us what ley lines look to for for you. And he said, it's, you know, your path and your nimbus. So it, this is always going to be a very personal thing. I feel like they're going to look like I don't know because like I'm seeing everything as like parts of a big interwoven tapestry Mm -hmm. so these are threads in the tapestry they're just I imagine they look they look magical sure yeah Uh, and perhaps especially the tapestry vibes look like it's drawing towards a spindle you know just being drawn along uh you know know, pieces 
being drawn by a loom or something very fabricy. <laughs> Don't know terms, uh, but yes, uh, cool. Uh, and yes, immediately. Uh, well, where are you casting this at? Um, basically, as I'm leaving the mine. Oh, okay, so this is that afternoon. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mentally reconfiguring. Uh, cool. Yeah. So uh, if there are no ley lines or nodes within sensory range, i.e. what you can see, unless you have spells to enhance that sensory range, uh, the subject feels a tugging sensation towards the nearest ley line or node. Um, so yes, this immediate like looking around and not really seeing um, anything like immediately near you, but you feel drawn towards the river. Okay. I'm basically just going to follow where it's pulling me. Gotcha. Yeah, the drawing sensation. And yeah, so you make your way through town and you'll know, this afternoon, possibly at, at this point now, actually see uh, Isabel leave. So, where's she going? Um, well, actually, probably not because she'd be around back. Anyways, um, and yeah, uh, find yourself drawn down towards the river, not towards the bridge, uh, but down to you know the riverbanks themselves. Um, and probably kind of atop the riverbank and looking down, you can see through the Purgatorio River uh, this, you know, I don't think of it as like this taut line, but this kind of waving fabric, uh, you know, bit of not necessarily thread, but an actual like woven bit of fabric moving through and beneath the water. And it's moving, you know, literally up and down the, uh, the river. And one could follow it, basically. Um, uh, it would be uh, down river, uh, away from civilization, so to speak, and and farther yeah. into the, the territory. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. It's like, now that I have seen this, I'm going to try to see where it goes. Cool. All right. Um, and so, yeah, you begin hoofing it. Um, out of curiosity, what kind of supplies and or time limit are you putting on yourself? I mean, if it starts getting... I was going to say if it starts getting dark, but it really depends on how far away I want. I want to be, like, back home before it's mm-hmm. too dark. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, you start kind of hoofing along. Uh, we cut over to uh, Isabel, uh, you know, in the tavern with Arcelia. At this point, Madame Robert has been back um, and things kind of settle into their normal um, I said rotation, but yeah. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. the normal flow of a night and stuff like that. Um, Madame Robert has arrived with no specific significance or anything. She just comes back in through you know the back um, and, you know, greets you having not seen you today and, you know, starts, you know, basically holding court, for lack of a better term, you know, Madame Robert doing Madame Robert things and serving people and talking with them and encouraging you to go play a couple times and, you know, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And the evening kind of passes unless you you need to jump in. And basically we pick up with, you know, closing time. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's like after Arcelia leaves. Oh, okay. Very much like the two of us going upstairs to go to bed sort of thing. Okay, like, yeah, cool. Uh, then I will add in a, a quick little note that Arcelia was not 
mad at Madame Robert, but there's definitely mm-hmm. some lingering tension of like mm-hmm. what gives, especially when there's no explanation provided. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the lights are down, uh, dimmed or actually off. What were we getting? Yeah. Uh, dying, dying embers in the hearth and stuff. Right. Um, Madam, um, Hmm. Yeah, she she stops. How you know, probably, to okay. phrase this? <laughs> and I think Isabel's like trying to find the right polite words, and then she just goes, "Nope," and turns it on its head. Goes, "Did you have fun this afternoon?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, cut to Madame Robert, and you know this nice, you know. Uh, dressing down uh, prim and proper yeah you know prepared for the evening you know Mm -hmm. uh, kind of looks uh, looks over at you like quizzical at first and then kind of seeing your expression you know going what do you know girl and I I suppose he's (laughs) handsome enough (laughs) a little old for my taste but (laughs) (laughs) uh, but (laughs) how does she actually (laughs) respond to this um yeah, I think she she you know you know be careful there. You're talking about age, um, you mm-hmm. know. But you know, uh, Mortimer is a fine gentleman, and I had a lovely time having tea with an English gentleman, an upstanding gentleman all afternoon, right? <laughs> uh, which I think like there's this moment and just like. She she wavers and then just like the schoolgirlist giggle right, um, and she says an absolute gentleman, um, um. you know, and, and then like there's she wants to ask questions but of course knows that if she asks questions that you will probably also ask questions and she's like debating how to move forward. Poor Arcelia here had quite an afternoon all by herself. I I do think I owe her a bit of an apology. Well, maybe Perhaps not, not an explanation. Exactly, but, yes. Um, um, yeah. But uh, when I couldn't find you in town, but perhaps you had business with Mr. Enright and, um, well... A couple of his gentlemen were outside on the front porch. Like, and that's when the eyes go wide, the blush just hits, you know, peaks of, and, you know, through the makeup, right? And then she goes, excuse me, what? (laughs) Anyways, I thought it best to just turn back around and come here and entertain here, as is my employment but um, I figured uh, well we ladies have our reputations to care for and you should be forewarned and forearmed that I am not the only one that made this observation I appreciate your discretion and I will speak with the and I imagine you tell her who the, the guys yeah. were Yeah, and she's like I will <clears throat> ensure that they remain Perhaps silent a couple a couple drinks on the house right. next time. Yeah. 
I need a bit. <clears throat> Good night, Isabel. <laughs> Um, and I imagine somewhere in there, because I, I meant to basically confirm that Arcelia has no idea and that yeah. you had kept it. Um, yeah. So we cut back later that evening. Actually, yeah, pretty probably actually pretty close to if, uh, at this point now uh, with uh, Jean-Paul and Theo in a small closet um, with like a candle um, and leaning, leaning over this huge book uh which for both of you is kind of bizarre because spotting where each other is is impossible however spotting this book that i imagine john paul is holding and this candle uh that's unlit until you guys get into the closet is a little bit more uh you know uh conceivable but handling the book and removing it from the location i do need a stealth check uh, from whoever mm. is stealth check. I need a dexterity and stealth roll uh, from whoever is uh, removing the book. I Can we get a bonus for the red light, green light timing? Uh, I am handling that uh, narratively. Uh, I have a couple okay. of things that, but yes, there. I, I do have that in mind for a thing. Uh, but I, I should actually, uh, slight recon, not actually in the closet yet because stealth check. Sure. Sounds good. I think that's all you. All right. And then uh, I believe we determined that the cloak, the shadow cloak, is a plus two. Cool. Hold it. Get to the character sheet. But I imagine this is kind of a pick the book up and slide it beneath the cloak. Beneath cloak's cloak. Yay. Cloak, cloak's on top of the cloak. We got it. Plus two, plus three, five. Yay. You don't have any dots in stealth? Nope. Interesting. I thought with your background you did the, the one or so. Okay, awesome though. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, part there. of the background was people know he's coming. It's always It's just the wrong intimidation. Yeah, it's, it is, exactly. It's like the <laughs> you do something wrong, you know the boogeymen are going to come for you. So they don't sneak up in the middle of the night. They kidnap people, but it's not a hidden thing. So you really were the Terminator. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no subtlety. We're coming, knocking on the door. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, yes, that's one right. success. Exactly. Um, so yes, <clears throat> slide that through and into your the uh, the folds of your cloak, and together uh, the two of you kind of step away. Uh, again, telepathy helping a lot, um, and uh, directions and into the closet. Um, lighting a candle because I'm sure somebody has matches um, and you know uh, you're not actually attempting to read the book if I remember correctly it's looking at the individual pages yes cool. getting memories um, of having seen it right um, this is a big book and uh, I'm definitely not okay with just flip 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 flip, flip counting there's definitely a I'm looking at this page I'm looking at this page kind of thing a very eidetic memory wherein you need to read air quotes mm-hmm. the thing yep um, so that is definitely going to be a little bit um, and uh, <clears throat> uh, so we uh, uh, you know a few minutes pass by um, when you guys can hear shuffling um, outside down the hallway and then like 
doors creaking open. And I imagine you guys with the candle lit are in the closet with the door shut. But yes, you can definitely hear creaking and moving, you know, because let's be honest, it's a home built in 1846. It's not a... Well, it's sturdy. It's just not, you know, modern concrete and such. It's trying to be Mm. quiet. Yeah. Arguably, houses are at their quietest when they're freshly built, so... That's fair. But if people have shoes on or anything, then yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely footsteps and such. Um, and you will, to to further clarify, you would definitely know that um, your candlelight is going to be visible beneath the uh, closet uh, door. Okay. Well, what if we shade, or what if we shroud the candle flame in the cloaks of shadow? Sure. Mm-hmm. Which, of all things, probably do not catch fire. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're flammable. <laughs> I like that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, not even... I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to roll to be... No, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, magic cloak. Oh. Uh, awesome. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, you, you guys are able to continue um, flipping through pages. Uh, so, we jump back to um, Ash and... Gisela's little journey along the uh, the road, uh, along the road, along the river, um, and ha- walking alongside it for a little bit, um, can definitely see that it is not a literal straight line, but is flowing along the river naturally, um, and can uh, let's see find after about probably about an hour find a spot where it intersects with um, uh, an uplift of rock and craggy stuff and that seems to be moving parallel. Future tense to us, we would recognize this is probably some at least minor fault line where Earth has m- kind of moved and, and manipulated against each other. Um, and there's a offshoot of the water that leads down and and while the main majority of the uh the water is moving along the river there's some of it that is just kind of trickled off and over time has worn down into uh into rock and stone and leads down um into uh from your perspective uh a child-sized hole, um, you know, something that one could get down and crawl into, and where the fabric before was visible within the ocean, uh, within the ocean, within the river, now looks like the you know kind of large sheet has kind of rolled up tight and taut, um, and is being pulled far more tautly uh, and drawn down through the uh, through the through the water and down into that rock. Um, mechanically, this will be a little bit of um, a scramble. You'll probably be like hands and knees onto belly in the dark um, down into a small cavern that you have. Yeah, I am personally claustrophobic and I do not, do don't not do like this. describing this. Don't uh, do this IRL. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, the only thing 
holding me off from wanting to do this is that I don't have any way to see. Correct. Like, I don't have a candle or anything. Um, yeah. This might be a... I need to go come back with supplies because I want to go in there. But I don't have a light or anything, so... And unlike weird, we're not yet quite sure. Oh, I faded. We'll just, I'll find a flashlight down there. It'll be fine. <laughs> so cool. That would be a hell of a miracle. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, uh Gisela. <laughs> Can't wait for you guys to have shadow names. That will be a little <laughs> bit more dramatically different. Um, but yeah, the, the mental pinpoint of this, and it's fairly, like now that you have followed this, this is actually very easy to find. You just follow the river for a little bit and turning back towards town, um, you cannot quite see town. Um, well, actually, no, you can probably actually see town from here. Um, like three miles away, been walking for an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not, you know, so far that it's not visible. That said, you are probably not visible to anybody in town. Uh, but yeah, you can look back, kind of see Enright's house up on the on the ridge and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely could get back here without necessarily needing the spell. And so basically, yeah. head back. I'm yeah, I'm gonna head on back because I'm not adequately equipped for this. But I'm definitely coming back here. Sure. Uh, so this is this is, this is pre. I can do whatever I want because I'm an acanthus. Acanthus. Uh, <laughs> later they realize, oh yeah, this this bullshit just works out every time. Uh, cool. Uh, so yeah, making that trek back. I'm feeling a little attack here. Just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, now it's not I've got just no forces. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and no, it's definitely not a weird thing. It's all acanthus. <laughs> um, as having spoken I mean, with. There could be. F- phosphorus moss down there. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I also have pessimistic as. My oh, that's vice. true. That is your vice. <laughs> so um, actually, like... take a point of willpower um, <laughs> because this is literally leaning on your vice mm-hmm. and no challenge to yourself. Fuck it, it's just not worth it. That's dangerous. I'm not doing it. <laughs> take that, take that willpower. Um, cool. Uh, and uh, actually, do we need to finish anything with uh, Isabel that night? Okay. Um, uh, actually, we can continue if we want more of the drama um, in the, the following morning uh, or afternoon, probably. Uh, because fortunately, like this, this is also the reason I want to include this drama. This drama, because it doesn't link up to anybody else, really. Like it can happen whenever, and we can just weave it in. Mm-hmm. It's terrific. Um, but yeah, so there is the the definite like following afternoon as Arcelia arrives, you know, because you and Madame Robert do a lot of, I imagine, a lot of right. the chore type stuff and prep stuff. Mm-hmm. And Arcelia, she's a she's a mother and a homesteader and takes care of things that basically definitely have the sense that she and Juan Carlos... She helps. Hmm? Oh, she helps, but we work here. Right. Um, and you Like, know, we run the place, but she... That's very yeah. true. Yeah. She, she is just a waitress as opposed to... Uh, you know, the, the two of you. Um, but yeah, during the day, Juan Carlos works the fields. She takes care of the kids. And then evening, he rests and plays with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes here and earns some extra coin and gets to be sociable with adults because um, mm-hmm. they have like six kids. Um, Ooh, anyways, that's a lot. Yeah. But I mean, when you're a homesteader, yep. Yeah. There's our labor force. Um, Need somebody anyways. to work the farm. 
Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, you know, when she arrives, um, it, there's not a, you know, there's no coldness to her, but again, she's kind of eyeing up Madame Robert and uh, you know, Madame Robert kind of pulls her to the side before everything gets too busy. And they sit, you know, at the, the far end of the bar and they have a quiet little conversation and this nod back and forth and do you eavesdrop? <laughs> Uh, to to put it another way, this will require a stealth roll. What it? Or well, because you can read lips, can't you? Ooh, can you? Huh? I thought that was a thing you could do. As we as we discover that Ash knows Chris's character sheet better now. <laughs> you thought it's a thing that Isabel could do, or a thing that yeah. a person could do? I thought it was a thing that Isabel could do. Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Uh, but that sounds new to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, a um, stealth or socialize. The, the idea being, it's not hard to eavesdrop, it's the not getting caught in the process. Well, how about um, something along the lines of tune in from Forces 1? Ooh, okay. So... Because there is control sound at two dots where you're like amplifying it so you can actually hear it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'm controlling it so much as like just tweaking it a little bit. I'm okay with that. Compelling, Mm -hmm. maybe? Or, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like influence heat where if it's already there, you can sort of just nudge it up, guide it along Mm -hmm. a little bit. Compelling the sound into your ear. Right. Instant duration. Oh, actually, that's a good one from Griffin. Actually just tuning everybody else out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, regardless, it'll be a one dot forcing spell, so we can go off that. And a little bit of overreach. A whole one success on that paradox. Not a problem. And then roll your two, four, seven. Cool. Yeah, and Imago wise, because I'm, I'm using my, my flute or whatever, and I like that. Uh, kind of playing off the similar kind of thing to what I did in the mine, where you're like creating like interference, essentially. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, playing a little tune and having it just sort of make all the rest of the sound in the area not matter to me. I like that. Because I'm not actually controlling it, right? right. It's just... It's, it's the opposite of tune-in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Alright, yeah. Three successes. And yeah, just that the, the you know, magical lean-in and yeah, mm-hmm. basically 
uh, you get Madame Robert, one of the few times you've ever heard her actually apologize. Uh, but yeah, she basically explains to Arcelia um, that she had had a, come across a Mortimer and Bethune and was chatting with them, uh, him, and you know, we're, we're talking and just got swept up into conversation and then uh, you know, invited me up to see some of his uh, equipment at the uh, mansion and, uh, you know, uh, then just completely lost track of time and she apologizes, you know, profusely and, you know, promises won't happen again. I'll make sure that, you know, uh, somebody else is here so you're not by yourself. Because, like you said, she helps here, like, right. but is not nearly as comfortable the way you or Madame Robert are. Right. So... Yeah, it's just, you know, and our Arcelia understands. Okay, well, thank you. You know, I just, you know, this is just a, for me, this is just nice and relaxing work, you know, to, to, to be, you know, with these people and stuff like that, especially, you know, from, from her perspective, because uh, all these people are people they know. You're not serving right. strangers here. So, right. Um, yeah. So, and th- th- there's a little, you know, conversation. Okay, everything's good. And then kind of, you know, break away and, you know, Back to back to you know things as normal, just that normal kind mm-hmm. of apology kind of thing. At the end of this scene, Chris, I need you to roll an act of hubris. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought that might be the case. I didn't, I, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but. <laughs> and I believe uh, this would be a five <laughs> dot, right? It's gonna be a five dot. Um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, vice virtue or obsession supply. Um, this is because you could have eavesdropped mundanely. Correct. It's theoretically possible to have eavesdropped mundanely. <laughs> Isabel would not be able to. <laughs> um, I have an arg- I have an argument for my virtue applying mm-hmm. for um, faithful mm-hmm. in that I am actively trying to make sure that nothing's going wrong in like in my home and for Madame Robert especially like this like this whole thing could it was definitely like a two sides of a coin for my virtue and vice mm-hmm. like it could have been manipulative and I could have gotten something out of this but it would very much like from the get go was like hey just so you know like yeah I, I, I get that uh, yeah, yeah you, you so. could have played it another way in this case you're trying to keep the peace take care of everybody and right. be, you know, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that uh, I mean, it's already five dots. Okay. Sure, sure, make it six dice. Don't say that. <laughs> How many rolls has Ash failed tonight on six or seven die? How many varieties of acts of Three hubris? successes. Cool. Uh, so success, uh, she does not lose wisdom. And of course, you take an arcane beat. Hooray. Um, You've learned something. Uh, and specifically, um, and we'll, we'll come, uh, we'll, we'll cut back to, to Chris here in a minute, but I'm kind of curious, what do you think Isabel is thinking in terms of that feel afterwards as she kind of, is it, you know, it's the act of hubris and the looking yeah. back on it, uh, and, and what she thinks about that feeling that she gets the, the act of mm. hubris and stuff. Uh, but we cut back to, uh, the previous night, <laughs> um, with, uh, Cloak and uh, excuse me, Jean Paul refuse to call him Cloak until he becomes that's the shadow name. Uh, okay. But Jean Paul and Theo um, in the uh, 
in the cloak closet um and uh you know looking over these books and uh you know just page 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 uh, and now you can definitely hear like a little bit of hushed conversation outside and what had been one body out there Chris please don't die okay uh, what had been one body has now become two and conversation between them and more active movement outside hmm. do we recognize the voices um they're two masculine voices but whose voices you're not sure they're they're definitely it's it's low whisper it's middle of the night and yeah okay do they do we have a sense that they're right outside the door or are they just in the corridor uh yeah they, I mean, well yeah they're in the corridor and my imagining of this being a little, you know, closet that's right next to a lot of these, a lot of these bedrooms. So two people came out, and they started whispering to each other in the corridor. To to yeah, give the the full timeline. One set of footsteps outside moving, and then became two steps, uh, two sets of footprints, and. More uh, like whispered conversations and then more frantic movement. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna uh, give Mr. Broussard's arm a squeeze as a warning and then I'm just gonna slowly crack the you door. You do have bit. telepathy. Oh, right. I forgot that. I'm gonna crack the door so we can hear anyway. All right. Okay. I suspect they um, don't remember if they see us. Um, and oh actually uh, backtracking just a little bit did Cloak think of this Imago the same way before that that cure intimidation and like you don't dare remember me that's how he thinks of it that that mantle expands into some encompassing force of rejection of attention cool Uh, so yeah you crack open sort of a metaphysical are you looking at me are you looking at me yeah exactly yep yeah yeah it's like an amplifying uh, air of menace in magical ways. Um, sorry, there's a fly who's attacking me. Um, yeah. The uh, door is. I can help you with that. <laughs> uh, the door is open, just that that little crack, and then a little bit more, uh, and you can hear. Uh, well, I don't think if if Cloak is back there with the book and the the candle, probably wouldn't be able to hear over there. But with. Uh, Theo kind of leaning out and kind of ear to the to the crack. Definitely tell it's Jules and Mortimer, uh, which again you telepathy relay. So, but um, and no, I definitely put it on my side table. That's where I always put it. Well, sir, I, I mean I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's not there. Who like where would it have gone? So if Cook hears this, he says to to Theo, kind of like using the why are they looking for a warning we missed? No alarm? Well, how far are we into the book? 
Oh, you're definitely nearing the end. Because, I mean, okay. it takes you, you know, a second to look through, like, two or three pages at a time. You know, Well, great. two to four pages at a time. Yeah, I figured I'd ask because um, you're the arbiter of both the actual length of the book and how much time it takes to get through it. So. Mm. Right. All right. So knowing yeah, that... Definitely nearing the end. Okay, cool. Knowing that Cloak says, once we're done, we'll just walk and put it back. They won't pay attention, and they won't remember. Okay. Cool. Uh, So yeah, um, go ahead and roll a stealth check. Um, Yep. Cool. Same thing as before. Mm -hmm. Great. Makes sense. And this is where that red light, green light is going to come in handy. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, plus two bonus. That is. Same bonus. And I'm fine with just one of you rolling whoever's the more apt at it. Cool. Theo actually would be. Theo was at one more die if uh, if she spends a willpower. There we no go. willpower. There we go. How about that? Lucky you. Yeah, so Theo just like it when the, you know, I think, you know, Jean-Paul hands it off. You know, we have a, a moment of a football play here. Hand off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, basically, uh, because <laughs> this is where the red light, green light is. Jules is basically, like Mortimer, <laughs> excuse me, is in the doorway as Jules is kind of like going through every spot. Mortimer has you know the you know nightgown on and you know mm. his hair is just kind of every which way and looks frantic eyes are wide in the like you know my life you know and small little theo just kind of right Ooh, i have a suggestion At Man, here's what, yeah so right. go ahead you might be thinking the same thing i'm thinking i'm hoping with the red light green light that she puts a book back and withdraws. Jesse says, I swear it was right there and it's there. <laughs> I'm totally good with that too. Uh, cool, perfect. And yes, uh, but yeah, specifically the red light, green light was you just getting past the arm mm-hmm. gestures, but no, I, I love this this little, I, yeah. And so he's like, looking about and <laughs> it's, it's dark as hell. You guys can't see anything. Jules is the only one with a candle. Mm-hmm. And you know, and jewels, sir, come bring the candle, but and like points and like places his hand on this, and jewels candle comes closer. As the two of you are like moving away, you can see into the the bedroom a little at this point. Um, and Mortimer points at the book, looks at jewels, looks at the book. Jules is like. It wasn't, I know, but it is, I know. And then both kind of looking at each other and you watch it, Mortimer picks the book up and sits down on the bed and rolls and just is (laughs) snuggles up to this thing and pulls the blankets over and says, good night, Jules. We do not speak of this, Carilla. Good night, sir. And then you guys make your way uh, Excellent. back to your relative home. Three cloaks will haunt you this night. <laughs> 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 it's 
that's hilarious. absolutely fabulous yeah uh yeah specifically uh, the red light green light i was like what are we gonna do i was like oh yes because i had planned for like well yes incognito presence is terrific but if somebody's in the door mm-hmm. how do you get past them well, yeah okay red light green light and just not quite limbo but yeah just squeezing by yeah i love that's it uh, you guys make your way back uh and no need to you know make any rules but you'll have to investigate later but yeah at this point john paul has a very good baseline of, of the pages and stuff like that and the last pages are you know freshly inked um a little sand still on there um uh, but uh otherwise yeah um job done mission complete uh wonderful and yep uh later that done. evening Oh, good. Real quick. Okay, sorry. If you keep going, I was just going to say, um, I oh, think no, uh, John Paul leaned on his uh, his virtue in the course of that because he's trying to protect the town and everybody around. So that was his motivation. I think that definitely applies. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. great. I'm going to restore thine willpower. Wonderful. All right. Um, but yes, uh, you know, Gisela, I swear. <laughs> For some reason, like Gisela and Isabella are just interchangeable in my brain right now. Uh, but yes, uh, Gisela, you make your way back into town. Uh, you know, had, you had your nice long walk, uh, and you know, at this point, probably feel a little bit worn out, but not terribly. You know, you're used to walking most places and stuff like that. But now, now you have a thing to investigate. Uh, any uh, other specific things to do that night or evening, afternoon? Uh, not particularly. Um, I do want to just basically go home and back to, because I have, um, like, magic notes. Her, her own um, little studies? Yeah. And I was trying to think, like, how this is written, and it's probably, like, just a mismatch, mishmash of languages. Sure. Because like, I'm trying to make it so that no one in this house can read it. Have you started trying to write in high speech? Mm. Like, maybe if I could figure out how to write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I don't know, think like I'm not like I don't have the high speech fluency. Correct. So I can't like oh, no. write anything detailed in high speech. Right. No, and this is this is the, when you said miss mishmash mix match whatever of languages. That's what I was like. And, you know, occasionally I'll put in you know this high speech thing because that one. Every, you, yeah. Yeah. Especially when yeah, it's, it's like it's this this thing. Oh yeah, no, I love it. Um if if somebody gets hold of it, it's gonna look like you've gone mad. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Uh <laughs> yes. Uh very, very good. Uh and basically like a quick little detail of I saw this thing in the water and I followed it here and I'm very curious about this. So like half of a journal to herself and then half like scientific notes, so to speak. Yeah, notes about like and then, like, other magics and how that, like, felt and what I saw when doing this. And I like that. There's, like, a page of the description of the seeing a ghost. And... I'm just glad I'm not the only one playing the Stormlight character in this. <laughs> <laughs> and meeting a spirit. And yeah. Cool. I like that. Um, all right. Um, and then, yeah, we have uh, uh, Theo and. John Paul make it home. 
we have things wrapping up at uh, at the tavern. Uh, you know, Madame Robert, you know, speaks with the two gentlemen when uh, Isabel points them out, and there's some very, you know, not necessarily stern words because that's probably not the way to go to get right. these guys to keep their mouth shut. But it's like, listen, couple free drinks, just keep your mouth shut, you know. Um, and for the most part, these these guys are like, listen. What are we going to get from ruining your reputation compared to getting drinks? Because let's be honest, they ruin This her. is the only place to get it. Right. But like you ruin her reputation. You're just like, okay, welcome to the newly invented band wall. <laughs> right. Like you are no longer out. You know, go enjoy your like, you know, moonshine that you try and come. Yep. If that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a bit of that that, you know, uh, like. Arcelia looks over as Madame Barbera is having a conversation with effectively in terms of the town to nobodies and like Madame Barbera does not bother with nobodies and Arcelia is looking over looks over at you looks over at that it's like is it shrug it's like what is going on over there I don't know um but yeah um uh, little updates uh, from around town uh, over the two weeks because I realized that I hadn't actually gone over what's happened in town. Uh, so first couple days, obviously the the mines are down. Both uh, both mines are back in action. Um, Tunnel three over there on uh, on the first mine is basically left cluttered up for now mm-hmm. um none of the miners really want to touch it and you know are still even kind of hesitant to go in there um the team leaders uh the other uh shift leaders um have come over to mine two and seen the the safety lamps and you know okay yeah it makes it a little bit darker um but if this is safer they've kind of got on board i'm sure jean paul is kind of involved in that and just talking with it and uh making the uh i don't think it would be uh rote but the 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 comment like hey listen if any of you and any of the miners are having you know struggles we're here to help too um which um does cut to the the weird thing that has happened is that there are a couple miners who have shown up and they're going like, all right, we'll try this because after the collapse, it is two of the guys. Well, one is the guy who was in with Mortimer on the other side and saw what happened to Arthur. And then another is just another guy who was in there near the collapse. And they're like, I don't feel comfortable in there anymore because that was a section of, of mine that, should not have collapsed for any reason. Uh, actually, that does remind me of a thing. We'll get, come back to that. Just remind me that there was a thing, guys. Um, and uh, so they basically like, all right, yeah, let's you know walk us through some stuff. And I, th- I think this would be something where, especially uh, Jean Paul trying to promote the rest of the the leadership. It's like, okay, you're gonna sit with so and so, and they're gonna walk you through probably meditation to start, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we have, you know, some uh, pair of these miners uh, in the little meditation part of the mine, which that takes a bit of, con- you know, convincing. Oh, no, no, we're going into our mine to do this. And they're like, can't can we do it right here in the brightly lit barracks? No, we got to go do it. Okay. Um, it's got to be in the space. Yeah. Um, the thing I was remembering, does uh, Gisela go back to study the supernal being? 
yeah. Okay. We're going back to try to get a better look at it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I got... Did I get anything from it? Uh, you cleared the first set of opacity, uh, which was... I would have to go back and check. Was, yeah, this is the third one. So you have two opacity left. Um, this is one of the things I was like, over the two weeks, this is definitely when she would probably do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to go ahead and roll uh, again for the second visit, which uh, you could have easily done while the mines weren't active, um, and then we'll see where we need to go from there. But that'll be Dosis plus Fate plus... Uh, and actually, uh, for fairness sake, we'll say it was just one Gnosis. Um, and then if you're going to spend any mana, let me know. Uh, yeah, it's about two. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that clears that second opacity, which leaves you with one more. Uh, the other thing that you get from studying and starting the scrutiny is that you recognize, okay, I, I thought so before. I am sure this is a supernal being of fate and matter. Um, and you pick up not necessarily its name, but what it is. And it is basically a... Um, is the natural bad luck of entropy. Mm. Of things wearing down and just breaking. Just things that aren't, you know, your brand new phone, using modern, you know, brand new phone that just suddenly, yep, something weird happened to it and now it doesn't fucking work. Mm. Is its name the supernal equivalent of collapse? I mean, it could be. I don't know. Just things fall apart, right? As a consequence of entropy. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Of, I don't think of these names. I always make the players make the names up. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and then uh, you could definitely go ahead and roll again uh, from later in those two weeks. Uh, also, Craig, does Theo go back into the mines at one point? Because I know you. Uh, you're. You had failed you in your first roll, and Ash clears it, so we'll come back around to that. Um, yeah. Okay. Because, like, when you fail, you still... You know that there's something you don't know. Right, right? I mean, because no matter what, it is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh, rolling matter and gnosis? Correct. You had failed once. You have an opacity of two. No. Yep. I have to keep on poking on that. Well, now, bear in mind, at this point... You suck it up again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, of course, Theo doesn't know, but hereafter, failures are going to have an effect on the mystery for others who are studying it, which nobody else is studying this currently because... Gisela is studying the supernal being. You're studying the the effect. Mm-hmm. But uh, blah 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 blah. 
um, your crew no successes. If a player has already made a number of rolls equal to the unmodified dice pool, so your gnosis plus matters with the two, then a failed rolls adds half of the no, uh, mage's gnosis rounded up to the mystery's opacity. So hereafter, you will actually make this more difficult if you fail. Uh, very, very good, you know, way to learn some stuff and out of character on a, you know, kind of low stakes kind of scenario. Uh, but yes, for Gisela, having like completed all this and we're not going to do another revelation, I'm happy, you know, oh, we've cleared all the opacity. Uh, yes, this is a Moire, uh, and I think you get that in high speech. Um, and the, you know, thing when you clear the opacity and kind of get that revelation of what this thing is, you know, again, similar to when you'd spoken aloud in high speech, um, it has like, it settles its attention on you. And again, it's this swirling thing. There's no eyes, but just all of a sudden, oh, hi, you uh, kind of thing. And yeah, uh, matter and fate. Um, and it doesn't give off like malevolent vibes, but because people are people and this thing likes to see things fall apart, it probably feels malevolent, even though it's just, you know, it's a natural thing. Um, but you also recognize that this thing lives here. Okay, so like this is it didn't come here. It it is here. Yep, it hangs out here. This mine. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. bad news for the miners. Yep. Yeah, like how do Not I good. How do I break that to anyone without sounding completely insane? <laughs> what was your um what was your plan shadow name by the way? <laughs> Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, good. Good to know. Also, it's noticed me, and I don't know how I feel about that. Also, a thing. can't study a supernova without it noticing you, right? Uh, not with focus mage, so you sure can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely unrelated to any of this topic, Chris, did you ever spend that XP on that thing we talked about? Okay. Noted. Uh, do you have time to fit in a thing with Mr. Uh, Broussard and Theo? Oh, yeah. That, that's actually a good spot where we can kind of start and do a cliffhanger. Uh, I cool. like me, my cliffhangers. And then uh, we can do the astral stuff for prep. Time. Right. And that's what we'll lead into. Yep. Uh, so Theo shows up the mine um, in the next couple days uh, with basket, with a kerchief over it. Okay, Just kind of cool. walking. A bit of a sway and uh, tracks you down. Says, uh, do you have a moment? Can we? I brought you some tarts. <laughs> the bribery oh, begins. Here's some I'd be happy tarts to talk to you basket. without a gift. Yes. Folk, you know, of course. Uh, politely excuses himself from whatever he was doing. Um, so, Catherine and I had a talk. And uh, just glance around. Is there anyone else within earshot? Um, we've decided to, and she'll use a supernal word for stay. Ooh. Um, she does that for a couple of reasons. One, so she knows, like, 
the impact of it, but it's a significant mm-hmm. change for her. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have some personal issues with wealthy landowners. I'm sure you can relate. I can. So Catherine came up with a brilliant idea of setting up a homestead on the other side of the river. That is brilliant. She's very smart. Way smarter than I am. We'll see if um, I can go adjust her stats. <laughs> I was hoping that I might be able to... We'd like to raise a house. Mm-hmm. And I understand what the mine situation as it is right now. Some of your folks may be looking for things to do. That is true. Um, I'm not much of a carpenter. Um, but if you have anyone among your people with talents that might be able to help, you'd really use a hand. Seems like Cloak starts paying even closer attention to you than he usually does. And he pauses for a moment and says, Do you remember one of the first things I said to you? When we passed, when we crossed paths some weeks ago in the center of town. Um, you said a few things to me. What exactly were you referring to? I said that you and I have a lot in common because we're not where we wanted to be. And we have to decide whether or not this is going to be home. I do remember. And now you come to me and share the news that you've chosen it to be home and ask for me and mine to help you make it a home you like. And then the non-Terminator smile comes on and says, I'm grateful. I'm not sure I understand why you would be grateful to me. Well, in the history of the world, people of black skin haven't been welcomed everywhere. Hmm. Yes, that's good to me. And I think that helping you and Catherine and Beloja create a place for you that will make you feel safe and make you feel welcome will do a lot to remind the people in my care that they are more than what people say they are, that they can do good. And that regardless of their experiences, there are always new opportunities to participate in. I think it will do a lot for them, as much as it will do for you. Well, I'm glad that we can help each other out there. As am I. I um, I have some coins saved up. Won't be necessary. You sure? Yes. This is a gift you give us. Why would you pay us to accept a gift? Because it feels like I'm on the heavier side of that particular transaction. But I will not insult you by refusing. 
Thank you. And, with regard to the balance, perhaps you should just wait and see how it affects their behavior, their mood, and their attachment to this place. Very well. When do you want to do Thank it? Thank you. Uh, um, the lands on the far side of the river are unclaimed, so whenever it's convenient, I'll start shopping around for suitable tracts of land with Catherine in the next couple days. And you'll Stay probably attention. have to order lumber. Mm-hmm. Or brick. Unless they build the sod house. Get fancy. No, no. I don't know if Catherine's up for living in the sod. I, I asked Craig <laughs> about that, and he's like, no, nah, Catherine's not. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. She wants a real house. Yeah. Um, and without getting too meta-y, uh, does uh, uh, Jean-Paul basically bring up a, hey, by the way, talking about, you know, uh, you can help me out kind of thing. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, now I know what you're hinting at. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So so after we decided that, yeah, um, then, then um, he pauses and he says, I also have a favor to request from you. When we joined minds in the dreamscape, it gave me the courage and resolution to dive deeper and go inward into my own soul. I confess I've tried a couple times myself without success. I'm confident I will succeed this time. And I would like for you to witness what happens to me when I do so because I won't be able to observe from the outside okay she's uh, pretty flippant in her answer but she understands that this is a significant sharing so there's she gives a quick answer but there, she's aware of the impact of it thank you Do I need to prepare in any way? I don't think so. Alright. We'll Just uh, let me know when and give... Sure, like tonight or... Why wait? Well, fair enough. I'll uh, need to talk to Catherine. Of course. I bet she'll be more receptive considering you also have good news of your own to share. Yes, I expect that will be true. Cool. Uh, and with that, and a little side note of, and, you know, Theo goes by the general store and says, hey, I need bricks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I was being facetious when I said bricks, because there's no way she could afford bricks, but lumber, yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, as we have Lumber mentioned, is more expensive in this setting, right? This well, isn't, is it okay? And and bear in mind bricks, because I mean, we can make bricks, correct? Because uh, that and was the, the other thing I was going to bring up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, and I'm interrupting you. Too. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. Uh, there's um, because there is a um, uh, there is a brick maker in town just pulling from the clay from the river and stuff like that. Um, And so there's not a ton uh, and most of it goes towards things like, you know, chimney 
kind of stuff. Fireplaces but, and things, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could definitely get brick from here if you're willing to, you know, wait the while that it's going to take to get a whole house worth. Uh, or, you know, like, oh yeah, just do a big room and then we can, you know, evolve from there. So, yep. yeah. Oh, the fireworks season. It's not great. Uh, but with that, uh, we will end here um, and we will have apparently a little bit of Oniros diving. Um uh, I mean, on episode 10, which is actually about where we did with Rookery. Because um, that was around... Oh, no, that was a bit later. It was like 28, so it would have been like 14th session. Um, so yeah, a little bit little bit earlier. Um, but And the potential discovery uh, on the on the trail of a hallow. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was something else on the supernal being and then Chris's thing, which uh, I forgot about. I apologize. Uh, but now it is forefront in my memory. Yeah, a few things for next week. Yes. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of good We're stuff. We're also going to see the rest of the book. Yeah. If there's yeah. time. Yeah, write it. Yeah. You yeah. got to do that, right? <laughs> Fortunately, I know what's actually in the book. I was just like, oh, I'll just give you the. Oh, okay. They want the whole book. All right. Well, <laughs> fine. I mean, you're a professional writer now, Drew. You can write it out. Indeed, <laughs> true. I, I have been paid half of my amount. Uh, the, I get mm. the other half when it gets published. Published, and I can't believe I still can't tell you what it is. Yeah, that's true. Do you have a date for when it's actually I like nothing? No, it's the worst. I'm like, I don't even know. OPP books don't have release dates. Yes. Are you kidding? Uh, oh, I, I was hoping that I'd at least get a date of like, okay, now that we're done writing, we can tell you when we're going to announce it. So I've been watching yeah. the Monday meeting notes like a hawk. Uh, on the plus side, Contagion uh, Player's Guide to Contagion Chronicle is out uh, for backers. Um, we've been talking about it a little bit in Discord. Heat into dot space. Come by, hang out, chat. There is. 12 pages of our how arcana works with other splats there's a bunch of other stuff in the book too that's also very good but the the part that matters uh is the arcana with other splats mages are way scarier than you thought they were it is a death one spell to send a vampire into torpor now there's going to be some clash of wills and and, you have to it like calls out you have to like have studied it though oh yeah yeah like there's there's no way just a random ass mage just goes oh yes that uh um, you have to know how to fine. do it but you can do it yep uh, and so yes uh it's uh it's it's very very good and it's got some other good stuff about playing with one you know with a couple different splats and uh, technically they buffed all the other splats so now they can use willpower on clash of wills too but they have to be present in the scene where their effect is mages just get it on any of their spells they don't actually have to mm-hmm. be present because it's their spell they're kind of present in the scene and that's kind of mm-hmm. my thing but yeah so there's a lot of little bits and bobs so if you are somebody who runs games with multiple splats and you're not sure how they necessarily work together highly suggest picking it up when it comes to drive through rpg probably in the next month or so um there will definitely be a link in our discord eatendo.space um and we'll uh, we'll mention it there. Um, and of course, if you want to support us monetarily, you can actually there's an affiliate link there. And then of course, you can come by Patreon.com/slash/OccultistAnonymous, 
or staylucky.club um, and support us there. Uh, thank you all very much for supporting, hanging out with us. Um, the uh, the the awesome support that the Discord has is a real good like uh, keeps me coming back every week, and I never feel burnt out. Uh, I mean, the players are cool too, but it's it's you guys that makes me come back. Uh, it's a community. Uh, so Damn, the community is very good. <laughs> what was it, Chris? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, just, I, I just, I just put up with these, these, these mm-hmm. knuckleheads. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, so yes, thank you very much, uh, everybody, and yes, thank you to my players because they are awesome and keep me on my toes. We will More to come. see you all next week. Yeah, I call it within the lines this week. I do appreciate that. And you got <laughs> you did you gave me both an active hubris and sleeper drama. Like <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll talk about we do it off screen, but we, we know mm-hmm. who the favorite player is today. Uh thank you guys. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye. Sounds good. See you later. <laughs>